grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today comes from John chapter 2. The Passover of the Jews was at hand and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons and the money changers sitting there and making a whip of cords. He drove them out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables and he told those who sold pigeons, take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of trade. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. This is the text. Dear friends in Christ, in the gospel lesson for today, Jesus goes up to Jerusalem to celebrate the Paschal feast, but also to step forth publicly as the Messiah, the great Paschal lamb about whom the John, John the Baptist testified. Jesus' first act of public ministry is to be the gentle lamb, meek and mild, and kindly chide and chastise the marketeers and moneymakers from the Gentile courts of the outer temple. Nope. Without a word, Jesus takes a group of readily available ropes and makes a scourge with them, and then proceeds to drive out all from the outer temple's courts. Banker and beast, salesman and steer, all these Jesus drives before him by the lash of his scourge. Jesus flips a few tables and sends coins and cashiers scattering. Jesus says to the dove sellers, take your cages and go. Stop making my father's house a house of merchandise. Jesus takes no halfway measure to get this job done. Jesus is stern. He is implacable. And what he does, he does in short order, decisively and completely. It is funny that Jesus was not known to these traitors or changers, and yet they run haphazardly before him. These men thought they were well within their rights to be selling and changing money, and yet Jesus falls on them with fury. To them, he has no authority to do so, and yet they scatter. Why is Jesus so angry? Because these men have made the temple of God a market for their own gain, and Jesus will not have sin in his father's temple not even the outer court, the court of the Gentiles. And so Jesus makes a whip and he drives them out. The temple, this place where God comes to his people, has been reduced in the common vernacular to a mall. Why did not some incensed money changers stop Jesus? Why did they not take a stand against this market smasher? Malachi prophesies, but who can endure the day of his coming and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and a fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver. And they will bring offerings in righteousness to the Lord. Here Jesus has come publicly in the midst of his people. And as he begins his ministry, he will not be stopped. He rightly judges the hearts of these men in the temple and justly drives them out so that it may once again be a house of worship. As I read this story, I think, whew, I'm glad that I'm not like those marketers and money changers. I much prefer gentle buddy Jesus to angry whip-bearing Jesus. In fact, if I were there, I probably would have gone a step farther than Jesus' own disciples 
I would have made my stand with Jesus, kicking over a few money tables of those sinners myself. I am glad that my zeal for the house of the Lord is on par with my Lord's zeal. For I have never, ever skipped church to sleep in. I have never gone to a hockey game to watch my child play on a Sunday morning, knowing that I will make this change but once. I have never let my kids skip church because I didn't want to rouse them out of bed. I didn't want the struggle or because church just isn't interesting for them. I have never chosen eating out over tithing. I have never shortchanged my God for time or money, never come through the doors of his holy house, hung over. I have never wanted my style of music in the church because I find it more entertaining. I have never looked down on others who have been sitting in my seat in church or thought ill of those who do not look like we do or smell like we do or act like we do. I have never reduced God's house to less than it is. But of course I have. The problem is not God's house. In fact, this building is truly not the temple of the New Testament church. After Jesus died and the temple of the curtain, the curtain in the temple was torn in two, God was telling his people, no longer is Jerusalem the place where I will meet you. The hour is now here and the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Jesus has set up a new temple to be zealous for. And that temple is you. Paul says, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? Now, I don't know if the next day those muddy changers and marketeers flowed back into the temple as if nothing happened, like water returns to its place when you withdraw your hand from a bucket. But Jesus cleansing the outer temple was not his ultimate goal. God's alien work, the law, curbs some of our sin. On the outside, we may even seem righteous at times. We may act from time to time as we should, seemingly keeping God's commands on the outside. But the problem is not with the outer temple, but with the inner temple, the temple of our heart. Jesus says, out of the heart of man comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things come from within. The law can scourge and hack at our sins, all that we can see, but our sin goes way deeper than just what's on the outside. It is the inside that is the problem. Dear friends, the law shows that we do not make a stand with Jesus. In fact, we fall and we fail to keep every command. But Jesus, in his love for you, did not stop at just cleansing the temple's outer court. He went to the cross to break sin's hold over you. Jesus went to the cross to defeat sin once and for all. Jesus took the scourge of the whip on his back. He took the thorns and the nails and the agonizing death on the cross so that your sins would be fully and completely forgiven. Jesus makes you his sinless temple and sets himself as Lord of your heart with the promise never to leave you. You see, we don't have a buddy Jesus. We have a bloody Jesus who gave his life to forgive your sin and rose from the dead to give you the promise of everlasting life. The psalmist writes, If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? 
but with you there is forgiveness. Therefore, you are feared. God was so zealous for you that he no longer marks your iniquities, but was made iniquity on the cross so that we would one day be able to stand before the Lord in the court of heaven. Dear friends, Jesus has cleansed you by his death, has declared your heart his home until the day when he takes you home, where you shall see him face to face and live in his courts in life everlasting. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.